sisters. flipping game for the switch it's like an hgtv game and <laughs> so now i just like paint walls and decorate <laughs> how's uh, that going for you well now that christmas is over i obviously have some free time on my hands so i had time to do some research and you know oh, waste time on video games but great what did you think of this week's <laughs> top I guess we should introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. Do the thing. (laughs) Welcome to Conspiracy Sisters. I'm Taryn. I'm Amanda. And this week Um, we will be going back into the aliens. Yes. Uh, So I didn't know. I've never heard of this particular. You told me to research the Dulce base, and I've never heard of it before. Um, But it's in New Mexico, so it's very similar to, like, the Area 51 bullshit. Um, And it's basically just the same as (laughs) any other secret underground bunker full of aliens you know so yeah man i mean do you want to go first probably mine's pretty short i think um and i feel like you probably honestly know more about it than i do even though i did some research well no i really didn't do a ton of research about the actual base i really just looked into um phil schneider who was a person that helped like build the base oh okay so i really just looked into his life and his mysterious death and um so i i feel like it would make sense for you to go first just because a lot of what he talks about happens at the dulce base so um why don't you tell us a little bit in detail Sure. What the fuck is the Dulce base? How big is it? What's going on there? <laughs> so, uh, well, first of all, I got my information from good old Wikipedia. You know, they don't lie on there. Um, well, Wikipedia had not a ton of information, which, which no, is what I didn't. noticed. So that's why I sent you all those links, because I was like, yeah. I don't know if she's going to be able to find anything on the real internet. So, like, here is, like, the <laughs> propaganda. The real yeah, like, this is what I found on, like, the underground web. <laughs> so that you can, like, I mean, I don't know how fucking credible it is. You know, it's right. literally just, like, well, word of mouth. So Yeah, so I looked at those websites, and there's some interesting information. I didn't read through all of them, because that one is very... There's a lot of different links on there. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, they were written in such a way where there's like random words are capitalized and there's too many um, quotation marks around things or like parentheses around things. And it's just like, was this written by our president? Possibly. Um, <laughs> um, or like the actual QAnon. Um, I, oh, maybe. I feel like a lot of the information on that website is just from like interviews with people who could be talking out of their right. ass. You know what I mean? So that's mostly where I yeah. got a lot of my information from was literally I just like <laughs> listened to his um, like lectures and gave a recap of like what he said happened to him. So who the okay. fuck knows if it's true? I literally just, you know, went through and kind of gave a telling of 
his life. So whatever you're saying does not have to be factual. Literally, it's just like a telling of it. You know what I mean? It's like a he right. said, she I, we're said. Not giving, like, right. We're not trying to give you guys like um, um, a factual information. It's just this is the story that, you know, some people think is true and yes, some people think yes. it's bullshit. And, you know, this is the information that we've gathered. But who are we? So... <laughs> Um, just fans also, just alien yep, fans just fans uh i also listened to a podcast called theories of the third kind which was kind of interesting and kind of a little cheesy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um there was like this section where they like pretended to go back in time and be at the base and i was like this is oh okay, this is too much um and then i read a a short article uh from the huffington post and then that one website called bibliothecapleiades.net yeah yeah that's like the crazy ridiculous website yes uh i'll definitely have to do a little bit more reading on that because there was so much that i didn't have time to look at um so just a quick overview of the dulce base so there's this conspiracy theory claiming that a human slash alien underground facility exists under the Archuleta Mesa on the Colorado-New Mexico border near the town of Dulce, New Mexico. Uh, The first claims of alien activity arose from an Albuquerque businessman named Paul Benowitz. Residents of the... Oh, and I'll talk about him later. Um, I was going to say, he's like a pretty prominent character. Yeah. Residents of Dulce claim to have seen UFOs, moving lights, and other unexplained sightings in the area. And that's like always kind of been a thing out in like New Mexico, Nevada. Like the Phoenix Lights, Arizona, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. So centuries ago, capital surface people. <laughs> centuries, huh? We're going way back. Yeah. Um, some say the Illuminati uh, entered into a pact with an alien nation hidden within the earth. And then in 1933, <laughs> we just jump ahead a little bit. Um, the, the U.S. government agreed to trade animals and humans in exchange for high-tech knowledge and allow them to use undisturbed underground bases in the western U.S. This area has a very high concentration of lightning activity, underground waterways and cavern systems, and fields of atmospheric ions. Um, so let's see. Where do I want to go next? So that's why we became friends with them i guess the aliens we decided well hey we'll let you do this thing as long as we can use your technology we'll just let you live in this weird hole in the ground yeah Um, i talk a little bit about that too it's like a treaty that they had with like eisenhower or something i kind of talk about that a little bit okay um so (laughs) you're like i don't believe you (laughs) i mean i don't know i mean this is just like the andrew bashigo thing um exactly exactly so inside the facility according to um this person named Thomas Costello, who I will also talk about. Um, The caverns that made up the Dulce base were originally naturally formed caverns. um, And then they were inhabited by an alien race called the Dracos, which are like um, a reptilian alien race, but they have wings. Um, Okay. And they might not be from a different planet. They might just be from inside the earth anyway um but then the base was they're from zeta reticuli if you know (laughs) (laughs) they're possibly no i I really don't it's just uh yeah one of the that that is a very popular um 
galaxy that a lot of aliens apparently come from. Yeah, I guess they have like four inhabitable planets. I don't know, Amanda. I've read a lot of bullshit, okay? Like, I believe you. The last Um, 48 hours. (laughs) It's been rough. (laughs) um so then eventually um the the caverns were enlarged by rand corporation like the aircraft corporation Mm -hmm. um the caverns originally had ice caves and sulfur springs which i guess are like things that aliens like um the (laughs) elevators within the base have no cables they are controlled magnetically with the magnets inside the walls there are no mechanical controls there are also no regular light bulbs they only what? use a magnetically induced phosphorescence illumination system. So hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of words. So they're hmm. using all this advanced technology provided by the aliens. So let me talk about... Let's this see. all sounds like shit that Tesla was talking about like years ago. Right. But I guess it would have been right around the same time, right? Like the 40s yeah. when they were like building these bases or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like all of these things are kind of like technology that he talked about but you know was never like actually developed well apparently it was Mm. carry on i'm in Um, an interruptive mood oh that's fine (laughs) so let's see thomas costello let's talk about him so in 1961 costello was a sergeant stationed at an air force base in nevada he was a military photographer with top secret clearance he um let's see he kept moving up the ranks until his security clearance was like super duper high And eventually, I think he did security for Rand Corporation, and they make aircrafts, and they're financed by the U.S. government and by private individuals. So then, in 1979, after seeing some very disturbing things at the Dulce base, he decided to leave the facility and take a bunch of papers and photos with him, and these are called the Dulce Papers. Mm -hmm. He was sharing these Dulce Papers with a bunch of UFO researchers, also known as ufologists, Um, and then him and his family members just fucking vanished he claimed that dulce was a seven level underground facility that housed humans and different alien races he said that the humans in the facility were scientists security personnel and military employees and that there were four extraterrestrial races working at dulce and they were the short grays which are about four feet tall the tall grays which are about seven feet tall the reptilians which are six to eight feet tall and the white dracos which are the reptilians but with wings So Costello claimed that the reptilians were the working class aliens and the Dracos were in charge of them. And I don't know what the fuck the greys were doing. Um, The reptilians would like mop the floors and do manual labor and basically just keep the whole place running like the underpaid Amazon workers of Dulce. But they also did. (laughs) (laughs) But they also did um, computer work and research. So they must be pretty smart. Like, can you imagine like a big lizard person just like with glasses sitting at a computer desk all day for eight hours? (laughs) I mean, I would hope if he would be wearing his human suit while he's at work. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Do you think they pay taxes? No. God, no. Well, maybe. Maybe. That's are they getting question. representation? I don't know. Can they are vote? They, like... Are they getting paid? Do they need to get paid? Do they just go out and, like, hunt animals at night? No, Amanda. They actually absorb the secretions of humans. Oh, my God. That's how they survive. That... Are you serious? 
Yeah, yeah. They found like oh, okay. vats. Are you gonna with, Are you like, gonna tell me some more about? Yeah. Aliens? Okay, cool. Because yeah, I don't. I can. Not I don't a lot. That was really one of the main things that I had. But <laughs> great. Fun fact: They don't have to. They just like feed off of us. Oh, that's fine. I don't. So we need don't have it. to pay. We just pay them in human lives. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So Costello said that the humans and the aliens didn't always work well together, which is like a huge fucking surprise. Like we can't even get along with people who are a different color than us. Um. <laughs> so like sometimes the humans would wander into the restricted alien sections and then they also didn't like the no-nonsense work ethic of the reptilians they're just very <laughs> business-like no fuckery in here right um so let me talk about the dulce papers so in december of 1986 the dulce papers were leaked by thomas costello who worked at the base the papers included 25 black and white photos, a six-minute videotape of the Dulce facility with no dialogue that showed alien breeding chambers and tanks containing gray aliens. <clears throat> um, there were also discussion documents that talked about things like UV light, um, extraterrestrial life, gamma rays, DNA manipulation, and the usage of cow blood. Um, Did you watch the what? video or like look at any of the pictures or anything? No. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they have like the they I have forgot. some of the images. No, it's okay. Um, I didn't see the video, but I'm very curious too. Um, so they have some of the pictures online, and like they're literally just like hand drawings. Um, some of them were by like what? Phil Schneider. Yeah, but like I think the video is what he took all the pictures with. Oh, okay. Like I think that's where like a lot of the actual photos came from. Um, but a lot of them are literally just like hand-drawn images of like what he was like describing, like what okay. he saw. So I don't know. I mean, it was very hard. He said that he only made like five copies, so only five people have them. So they're not online and like I don't know. I was just wondering if you were able to find the video anywhere. No, I didn't really I forgot to look for it. <laughs> I was like, I'll have to look that up later. Um, I know. I was very curious. I would love to see, like, how cheesy that fucking video is or how grainy and, like, shitty it is. Right. And it's, like, it's, like, instead of holding a camera with his hands, he was, like, just balancing it on top of his head and it was just like, <laughs> super shaky or something. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. So, back to this, like, cow blood thing. So, in the Ugh. discussion documents, they talked about using cow blood for something. So, in the area surrounding Dulce, there have been, like, an abnormal amount of reports of animal mutilations like cows so that that's kind of like the skinwalker ranch thing like random mm -hmm. animals just coming up with like their blood drained or like their eyeballs plucked out or whatever and it's just like where what how did this happen yeah um <clears throat> okay so according to costello i'm not sure if it's steo because it's the double l's depends on where he's from anyway um, according to him, they were trying to reverse engineer alien technology inside the base. They were like messing around with mind control methods and they were also conducting genetic experiments like cloning and making human alien hybrids because we can't just not fuck something. Um, there were rows and rows of human and alien embryos kept in cold storage in various stages of development, kind of like, um, like different uh, stages of like embryos and then into like a full size mm -hmm. baby. Um, Costello also said that sometimes he came upon humans in cages and they were often heavily drugged, but sometimes they would cry and beg for help. They were suffering through various states of insanity and were undergoing different kinds of medical procedures and mind control experiments to treat their insanity. I don't know if it worked or not. 
I didn't get that far. <laughs> um, Costello claimed that there were about 75,000 humans that they were experimenting on, and they were abducted by the aliens um, for the sole purpose of experimentation. There's also a theory about the connected system of underground facilities and how they correlate with reports of missing people. Mm -hmm. Like there's like maps and like if you lay them over each other, they kind of look similar. So like maps of all the underground bases that are said to exist in the United States and then maps of like the highest concentration of missing people are like the same map. Um, however, I didn't really look into it because after binge listening to that podcast you're wrong about, I'm like not super convinced. I agree. And the thing is, I feel like it would be notable because a lot of these bases are like in the middle of fucking nowhere. So it is kind of, it would be kind of suspicious if like a high concentration of children were going missing from like these very rural areas. Wouldn't it make sense that the mm-hmm. majority of kids would probably be going missing in like urban cities where there's just a higher population of people so i mean in that sense it would be really strange if there was like a higher concentration of missing children or missing people in the middle of the desert you know what i mean in like weird Mm -hmm. desert towns i don't know did you notice that or was it just like well yeah these are cities so of course there's a higher percentage of people that go missing every year no i didn't look at any maps but i that's like a sentence that i read oh okay i see what you're saying there's like a correlation between mm-hmm. the two and i'm like mm, i don't buy it <laughs> um, i know ever since i listened that fucking podcast makes me so jaded <laughs> no but it's true because it's like they did an episode on like missing and exploited mm-hmm. children i did you this yeah yeah that one? um and it's it's not just like it, they they have these huge numbers like one billion children go missing every single second and it's just like <laughs> That's not actually true. And, like, it's not just, like, missing children. It's any child that was reported missing. So if a kid just, like, didn't come home because he, like, skipped school for the night and the parents call and report them missing, but then they come home a few hours later, that still counts right. towards their right. numbers. Or, like, if, if, a, if, like, um you know, couples, a lot of the time when couples are separated, one parent will, quote, unquote, kidnap the kids and, like, take them over state lines or something. And, like, that can be, um, that's a hugely common um, instance of, you know, missing children. Right, right. They were reported is kidnapped, just when, like, but it's, like, by their father right. or, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, they were, re- they were kidnapped, but they were kidnapped by my shitty fucking Right. Ex. I don't it's know like, if it's any better, but. I mean, it's their dad, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, the kids aren't in any real danger. They're just, like, not with their legal guardian. Right. Anyway, um, so some people say that all the scientists we think are working for us are actually, like, being mind-controlled by the aliens. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I kind of like that, because it's like, how else would they still be doing this? Because, like, there's no fucking way that people wouldn't, like, especially the U.S. government, wouldn't try to just, like, overthrow them and take over the base and, like use their technology against them like of course it has they have to be like under some kind of mind control or hypnosis or something. i mean i don't know i don't think anyway. we are capable of overpowering them they're more intelligent than we are they you know like you said they're just very serious they don't fuck around and i feel like <laughs> their technology is just decades light years ahead of ours you know so i don't know i just feel like there's no way we have no chance against them if they really wanted to destroy us i don't know Mm -hmm. that's true um so there was a point where um some lab workers asked 
asked Costello to meet with them like off the record and they showed him how most of the humans being experimented on were like missing people and they all agreed that they would expose the Dulce base so like these weren't just like like fucking I don't even know what do they call them invalids or like quote unquote people who wouldn't be missed they were like missing people who like their families right they've been reported um exactly so the Dulce base is um Oh, here's like another fun thing I read about. The Dulce base is also a major terminal for like interplanetary travel and for connecting, um, obviously, other underground systems throughout mm-hmm. the Earth. So not only do they are they able to travel throughout the Earth pretty quickly just using these underground bases, but they're also able to travel between different planets. Now, did you cool. see anything about like the high speed rails that they had connecting all of the bases? Was that something that... I didn't read anything about that, but I'm sure it's kind of like the elevators and stuff like with the magnets. Yes, that's what he's, so that's what like Phil Schneider says that um, all of the bases under like under the earth are all interconnected with like super high speed magnetic trains, like not just in the United States, like all over the planet, they're all connected and Mm. you can get from one to the next in like a matter of minutes. They're just like so fast. And I was thinking about that. I was like, what if that is why they stopped Elon Musk's idea of the boring company? (laughs) Like, Oh shit. You know, because they were like, well, if he starts digging around. (laughs) Yeah. Literally digging around. He might... Yeah, that's a good I don't point. Know. Although I feel like at this point, Elon has to be in on it. He's part of the fucking space oh, God, force. Yeah. Like, he knows. Why else would he care right. about boring holes? <laughs> really? To eliminate traffic? Right. I suppose that's a logical thing to say. Everyone would be behind that, especially people in LA. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that he was going right? to do that. Anyway, carry on. Didn't need to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so then there was... Um, I read about something called the Dulce Wars. Well, this is what they said on that one podcast. What is it? Um, Theories of the Third Kind. And they like went, they like pretended to travel back in time. And they were like, oh no, there's aliens everywhere in the base surrounding us. And they're like shooting at us. We got to get out of here. And it's like, whew, that was a close one. Like why the fuck this whole thing was unnecessary. Right. Right. So, but I didn't, they didn't really like talk about what it was. So let's get to it. So there was apparently this deal with the U.S. government, which I already talked about. So they agreed to let the aliens abduct humans as long as we could use their technology. But there was, like, a list of people that, like, they have to, like, okay it before sure. The aliens were someone supposed gets to be keeping track of everyone that they were stealing. But they right. didn't think they were. <laughs> no. So in 1973, the deal went bad. So thousands of people were being abducted that weren't on the list. And in 78 and 79, there was an altercation between the humans and aliens where they killed 44 of our top scientists and a number of Delta Force who were trying to free them. I don't, that sentence doesn't. No, no, that was about what I got to because I think they said that 66 people died in the shootout or whatever. Okay. Um, so the war was actually more of a massacre. The Greys were in the middle of an antimatter demonstration, and they ordered the human security officers to remove the bullets from their weapons. But one security officer questioned this um, this order, and just just for having the audacity to question it, one of the Greys 
prematurely exposed the fact that they were not really the allies of the American government, surprise, surprise, but actually an occupational invasion force that had to maintain absolute discipline among its conquered subjects. Mm. So then the Greys slaughtered several dozen security personnel and scientists, and one Grey alien died in that initial altercation. Um, Thomas Costello also claims that another battle occurred below Dulce later in 1979, after several scientists who had discovered the thousands of human abductees and cold storage in cages in deeper levels um, were themselves captured by the aliens following their discovery. Um, these were some of the best vines America had to offer. Why did I leave that sentence in? That's kind of cheesy. Anyway, um, so there, you know, the different, so this is like a seven level facility underground. And apparently like the first level is like, regular ass work day and the second level is like ooh, there's some like conspiracy shit going on and the like the deeper you go like level five six and seven is like where the alien shit starts mm-hmm, happening mm-hmm. um and level seven is where like humans are tortured and like forcefully um bred and just like crazy shit goes on down there so when the scientists found that then the aliens decided we have to murder them. So wait, you may have mentioned this in the so beginning. that's the Dulce um, Wars. But how big is this thing? It's like miles big, right? I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I no, it's it. okay. I may, I <laughs> but may yeah, have it's it in really too, but yeah, big. he said that like they're like cities like underground. Right. Um. So yeah, they're, I mean, definitely gigantic, massive structures. I want to go to one so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll let you. I don't have the cosmic um, clearance. Damn it. Um, So let me end with um, information about Paul Benowitz. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's the one who kind of like brought this to light, like brought this to the public eye. Um, Even after, what's his name? Costello. So Benowitz claimed that there was a plot involving an extensive network of UFO bases tied to an alien colonization and control scheme to dominate the human race. We've covered this. <laughs> um, he, I'm sorry, I didn't prove okay. He claimed to have uncovered evidence of aliens controlling humans through electromagnetic devices and furthermore claimed that UFOs were regularly flying near Kirtland Air Force Base and the nearby Manzano Nuclear Weapons Storage Facility and Coyote Canyon Test Area. So he was like, hearing shit and seeing shit. Um, Convinced that he was intercepting electronic communications originating from alien spacecraft located outside of Albuquerque, Benowitz soon believed that he had located a secret alien facility that he dubbed Dulce Base. By 1982, Benowitz began to spread his ideas regarding Dulce Base to others in the ufology community. The, um, in 1988, he wrote a paper titled Project Beta, detailing how the base might be successfully attacked so it was like i I feel like it was like a a how-to guide on how to like take down Mm -hmm, the base mm -hmm. um then sorry well never mind finish what you're saying about him (laughs) okay so benowitz detailed his assertions to the aerial phenomena research organization who regarded him as deluded and paranoid and coming from an organization called the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization. That's saying something. So in 1988, his family checked him into a psychiatric facility and former special agent for the U.S. Air Force Office of Special Investigations, Richard Doty, claimed that in the 1980s, he was tasked with hoaxing documents and feeding false information to UFO researchers, including Benowitz, 
Like, what the fuck? So the guy from the Air Force, Richard Doty, he says that he was told to make Benowitz believe that there was an impending alien invasion because Benowitz was was actually observing secret Air Force mm-hmm. projects. And according to Doty, the Air Force wanted to discredit Benowitz so that no one would find out about the secret Air Force projects. However, Doty claims that in doing so, he created hoax documents that were given to Benowitz and other UFO researchers and that he <laughs> broke into Benowitz's house and office, some, if not all, of which is illegal. Oh His whole thing is that he was just following orders. Like, yeah, so were the Nazis. You landed a dude in a psych ward, my guy. That's not fucking cool. I was- um, and then there was like a whole thing about Nazis and the aliens on that Biblioteca yes. <laughs> uh, Pleiades website, but I didn't get to read it. I was like, I don't have time to <laughs> read this it's whole, a whole thing. thing. Yeah, um, and it's it's just so outlandish. It's insane. So that's all I have. Um, but that is interesting that this guy Doty was he did admit to like faking documents to like trick this guy. Right. I mean, it wasn't to cover up for aliens, but it was to cover up for something. And that's kind of fucked up in itself. Well, what I was actually going to say that what I read was that Doty was the one doing like the misinformation campaign because he was like basically um, Benowitz found like a type of signal from like an enemy ship or something that they were not able to detect so they wanted to keep an eye on him and try to figure out like how he found how he got this technology to find enemy airships or airplanes or whatever so they kept telling they gave him $75,000 grant and were like here take this money keep doing your Mm -hmm. research and you know like publish a document or whatever and um you know like we'll look into it like sure sure it could be aliens whatever but like really they were just trying to figure out like how he was detecting these things that's that's what I read anyway that's it really is because like they told him, you're like, keep researching this, keep researching this, and, like, throwing money at him. And he really thought it was aliens, but they thought it was just him detecting mm-hmm. these, like, other airplanes. I really don't know. Because, um, yeah, in the end, it really did land him in, like, a psychiatric hospital. And it's like, who kn- like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they pushed him to believe that, like, yeah, the aliens are real. But, like, if they really right. were and they were just fucking with him, it's like, I don't I don't know. I feel like that was, you know, just another innocent victim of this situation. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, he worked a lot with Phil Schneider, too. Like, they were kind of, like, cohorts. Cohorts. Um, but... Anyway, okay. that was really good. Very interesting. Thanks. Um, excellent job. Um, I think we should take a little break to make sure that our audio doesn't get all fucked up again. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then we can hear your side of things, which I'm sure is <sighs> going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. Great. All right, call me back. Bye. All, right. all righty. Let's see. So um, a couple of years ago, actually, this was a while ago, I actually – Brian stumbled upon our Amazon on our Amazon Prime a lecture by a man named Philip Schneider, which was in he gave the lecture in 1996. And um he let's see. 
it was just so fucking crazy. I remember Brian found it and I was like, I kind of like walked by and like (laughs) the TV and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I got like sucked in. I was like, oh my God, this is insanity. Like this shit that this guy is saying. And he just says it like very matter of factly. Um, He's just like this frumpy, like middle-aged white dude. And um, he just talks about his, what happened to him during his career working as a contractor for the U.S. military. So most oh of what I have, who fucking knows if it's factual? I'm literally just telling you the story of, like, what he said and, like, how he described it, as well as his ex-wife, Cynthia. Um, she had a lot of information, um, like, after his death, kind of about, like, the mysterious hand- handling of... um you know, the examination and all that kind of stuff. So Mm. it's mostly just like a firsthand retelling. And I'm going to explain to you what they claim to have happened. So Phil Schneider was a geologist, structural engineer, and underground tunneling expert. And he participated in the construction of many deep underground cities and bases in North America, as well as abroad for the government, including the Dulce base. So um, he was born in April 1947 to Oscar Schneider. And Oscar has quite the history. So he was actually born in Germany, and he was a U-boat captain during World War II. A lot of people say that he was like a Nazi, involved in the Illuminati, that whole thing. Then he was re Patriated, like a lot of times they would then, once World War II was over, they would then take old Nazi prominent people that were in their military because they were very knowledgeable, not with just like military, but also with like technology. Mm-hmm. And they would repatriate them to the United States Navy, Air Force, whatever. So they repatriated him into the U.S. Naval Intelligence through Operation Paperclip, you may be familiar, um, as a medical officer and a submarine developer. So he did both. Um, He helped to develop, like, crazy, like, um, what was it? Oh, um, they said that he helped with, like the air circulation and filtration in submarines, which later they actually use the same technology in spaceships because it's like kind of like, you know, you have to have an enclosed space. And he also did um, autopsies on people who were involved in like atomic bombs. So Oscar... Um, Oscar died in 1990. Oh, he and he was a 32nd degree Mason. So, like I said, he was a part of the Illuminati. Big resume here. So, Oscar died in 93, and his son, Phil, found paperwork proving that his father was involved in the Philadelphia Experiment, as well as Operation Crossroads. And I think we kind of touched on Philadelphia Experiment in the past. So, um, this included letters that he wrote in the 40s and 50s describing autopsies of people and animals that had died in the Philadelphia Experiment, as well as autopsies of humans, exposed to the radiation after the atomic bombs. So apparently Oscar had a cosmic clearance, which was for your eyes only top secret clearance, which helped Phil obtain his Royal light NATO clearance. Um, Kind of, kind of similar to Andrew Bashigo. Remember how his dad was like a part of the military. He was like very prominent in the CIA. And that's how they kind of inducted Andrew Bashigo into the whole, you know, whatever mars moon travel um so in 1987 he married he married cynthia dreyer whom he met so this is just kind of his personal life okay um i'm totally skipping over like (laughs) the ufo thing just so you can kind of get to know him so in 1987 he married cynthia dreyer whom he met in 1986 the year before at a meeting the nerdiest meeting ever of the Oregon Agate and Mineral Society. Aww. I know. They lived in Oregon and had one daughter, Marie, in 87. 
Phil had many health issues, such as chronic back pain, osteoporosis, multiple sclerosis, and he occasionally used crutches, braces, or wheelchairs. Um, These health issues put a strain on their relationship, and they eventually separated in 1990. So Mm -hmm. according to Phil, during a lecture that he gave in 1985, he went to school for engineering and gained a reputation as a geological and structural engineer with military and aerospace applications. So... According to his filing for federal disability insurance that he sent in in 1981, he was employed by Morrison Knudsen. Like, so it's MK are the initials. <gasps> MK. No. Duh. Um, from 1977 to 1981, this was a construction company. Morrison Knudsen was a construction company contracting for the U.S. Department of Defense and U.S. Overseas Project Division. So, fun fact, Phil claims to have helped build the underground tunnel system at the Denver International Airport. Oh, my Is God. Is it all coming together? All of this. I know. So, this lines up with his employment timeline as they were assessing the locations of the airport in the, 80, in the early 80s, if you remember that. Um, and then budgetary issues also align with Phil's ideas about black budget projects and government overspending. Do you remember in that episode how much they overspent on yes. <laughs> that fucking airport and how long it took? Um, so Phil is also a big believer in the New World Order. So if you recall mm. all the Illuminati imagery, all the weird paintings that were at the Denver airport. So all of these things definitely like align with um, his ideas and you know, like the timeline lines up, all that kind of shit. So, oh, and also the overspending. So around 1994, Phil began giving giving lectures, speaking out about government cover-ups, black projects, and UFO phenomena. So a lot of the information I have is directly from his speeches and interviews that he's given. Uh, Some speculate that he was motivated to speak out about his experiences because of the suspicious death of his friend Ron Rummel in 1993. Did you read anything about him? Uh -uh. Um, He was, like, pretty prominent in this whole scenario. So Ron Rummel was a publisher of Alien Digest beginning in 1991, of which Phil was a contributor. They actually only had seven issues total and discussed the predator-prey relationship between humans and aliens, Uh with aliens using humans as food and recyclable body parts. Okay. Um, Rummel was found dead in a park in Portland on August 6th, 1993, from a gunshot wound to the face. It was officially ruled a suicide with an accompanied suicide note. However, Um... here's a couple of fishy things. No blood was ever found on the pistol barrel. Uh, No fingerprints were ever found on the handle of the gun, which means someone would have had to wipe it off after he died. Mm -hmm. Um, The suicide note was written by someone who was left-handed while Ron was right-handed. Oh, my God. And the perspiration on his body smelled like sodium pentothal. I had no idea what that was, so I had to look it up. Uh, According to Wikipedia, it is often used as an anesthesia or to induce comas. So they could have, you know, almost like a roofie kind of thing. Yeah. um, So it should also be noted that Phil was diagnosed with terminal cancer around the time that he started speaking out. So I guess he probably kind of felt like he had nothing to lose. Um, So let's talk about some of the things that Phil believes in. He believes in black budgets and military cover-ups. He thinks they're happening. So does Terry. Uh, yes, absolutely. He loves to remind <laughs> people that the government is wasting our money away. He claims that the U.S. That's government true. garners. So here's the thing. I watched recently a very mainstream Netflix documentary about this. And it wasn't even really about this. It was about, like, um, fucking internet policing and shit. So anyway, this was something that they were talking about. Um, and it, it wasn't quite as big as the numbers that Phil is giving us here, but they were like, yeah, like 
billions of dollars are spent every year under the radar. These are tax dollars that we pay and they don't disclose to us because of the, what is it called? The, um, uh, not freedom of information act, but like they basically have like a disclosure policy where like, if they have like, when it comes to the military, they don't necessarily have to disclose anything because it's like a security threat, you know, they can just be like, Oh, well, you know, like the people shouldn't know about this because it's top secret military information. So they just don't tell us where a lot of this money is going to. Um, He claims the U.S. government garners 25% of the country's gross national product, consuming $1.2 trillion every two years, which is $625 billion a year that they're just dumping into these programs. Um, According to Wikipedia, the U.S. government claims this money is used to investigate advanced science and technologies for military issues, as well as for the creation of new aircraft, weapons, and satellites. So... I don't know if you, do you remember Edward Snowden? He was like the whistleblower that found yeah. all of the military information and um, he like put it all out to the public. So um, Edward Snowden detailed the U.S. allocation of $52.8 billion in 2012 for the black budget. The Washington Times claims the Trump administration requested $81 billion for the 2019 black budget, which is the largest budget that we've had in history. I'm so surprised. Even though these numbers are gigantic, they're not as much as Phil is saying because Trump just asked for $81 billion and Phil is saying they're asking for $625 billion. So the numbers are, like, way fucking off. Either way, like, these are numbers that I cannot even, like, wrap my fucking head around. Like, that's an insane amount of money that I feel like we should be able to live off of. Like, why why are we being taxed so heavily if this, this much money is just missing? Um, right. Well, it's not missing. They know exactly where it went to. They just don't want us to know. So Phil claimed that there were 129 deep underground military bases, which, by the way, the acronym for is DUMB, 13 of which he personally worked on. They've been building them since the early 40s and describes them as large underground cities connected by high-speed magnetolevitation trains with speeds of up to Mach 2. What does that mean? What is Mach 2? Fucking no. Okay, so they're typically over a mile underground and between 2.66 and 4.25 cubic miles in size. Like, that's fucking huge. That is a huge hole. A four-mile hole. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so unnecessary. Were... <laughs> I don't know, though. I Like, how big are these aliens? Well, I don't know. Um, Four to seven feet. They were dug with yes. laser <laughs> drilling machines that can drill a seven-mile tunnel every day. And then I put, hello, Elon and his boring company. Um... I don't know if Elon was able to dig out that much um, every day or how far his technology had brought him. But I feel like, I mean, he knows what's, he knows what's coming. Um, Phil states that as far as technology is concerned, for every calendar year that transpires, military technology increases about 44.5 years compared to conventional technology. Does that make sense? Say that again. Okay. So... For every calendar year that passes by, military okay. technology increases by 44.5 years. Wow. So, yeah. Um, he claims that his father also experienced this during his experiments with the atom bomb in 1946. Um, he took photos of the atomic tests on Bikini Island, which Ooh, should... that sounds fun. Sounds like SpongeBob. Which showed UFOs fleeing the bomb site. So, basically what he's saying is that extraterrestrials knew like atomic bombs were like a big fucking deal for the whole universe not just our planet so like ufos Mm -hmm. and like extraterrestrials were like kind of 
watching us as we were developing these things. Um, so much of our current military technology was acquired by back engineering UFO crafts. Um, so that's why he's saying it's like so advanced because we can, you know, anytime like a UFO crashes on our planet, or if we are in contact with extraterrestrials, we are able to kind of reverse engineer it and figure out how they develop this technology and recreate it. And that's why the military has technology that's like so far advanced compared to what we as consumers are actually getting. <laughs> um, so moving on, there's something called the Griotto Treaty. And I don't know if this has just been misspelled over time, if it's supposed to be the Granada Treaty, because the Granada Treaty is something very different. So the Granada Treaty um, was what I was talking, you were talking about um, earlier, uh, like, you know, the deal with the extraterrestrials that they were able to take humans and cows as long as they accounted for them. Sure. Um, so in July 1934, the first treaty with the Greys from Orion occurred aboard a naval ship in Balboa, um, which this is a complete disregard of the Constitution by not telling the U.S. people that we had made this treaty. So I mean, what else treaty- is new? <laughs> right. The treaty stated that in return for the Greys providing high technology, such as anti-gravity, metals and alloys, free energy and medical technology, the government would allow them to proceed with human abductions. They were required to provide them with a list of abductees and agree to return them to with their memories erased sure they forgot to tell that they would be eating said humans oops that's kind of a big oh my god according to phil under the eisenhower administration in 1954 the federal government decided to update the treaty with the aliens and this was the 1954 griotta treaty so it basically said that the aliens could take a few cows and test their implanting techniques on a couple of humans but they were required to give details about the people that were involved um it was signed at the holloman air force base in new mexico if you recall andrew bashigo also did a lot of his uh, time traveling from the Holloman Air Force Base, the aliens obviously didn't abide by this. So mm-hmm. um, this brings us to what happened at the New Mexico Dual Sea Base. So in 1979, he was building an addition to an already existing military base, which was one of the deepest bases at over 2.5 miles deep. Did you mention that? Did it I don't say that it's that deep? I think so. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that the number. whole thing is 2.5 miles deep. Like, holy shit. So this base was apparently a bioengineering facility in which gray humanoid ETs worked side by side with American technicians. They had drilled, Phil and his crew had drilled four holes in the desert. Each were several thousand feet deep and they were going to link them together by blowing out large sections at a time. So Phil was supposed to go down into these holes, check the rock samples and recommend the best explosives to use. One of the holes kept bringing up dusty dirt with putrid odors and broken parts of the machines that they were sending into the hole. Hmm. Um, Phil headed underground to check it out. He and his teammates found themselves in a large cavern with about 30 people and two large gray aliens. An additional 40 Secret Service agents, FBI agents, and Black Berets entered the cavern and a misunderstanding ensued. Apparently happening upon a place that they weren't supposed to be, Phil shot at two of the aliens who shot back at him with a particle beam from a box that was attached to their body. It blew a hole in his chest, resulting in nuclear radiation poisoning, causing his cancer later in life. Remember how I told you he was like terminally ill? Right. Um, this resulted in a giant scar from his neck to his stomach and two of his fingers on his left hand had been burnt off, like Ooh. including the bone. Whoa. Um, 
Yeah. So he said that, like, after they hit him, a black beret jumped in front of him and, like, took a took a shot for him Aww. and, like, lost his life for Phil. And he was able uh, to recover. So even though he was on radiation isolation therapy for over a year. In addition, 66 servicemen died in the shootout and Phil was one of three survivors. Wow. Um, apparently the cave contained large metallic vats that were filled with human body parts, mostly glands, Ooh. as well as stirring devices to prevent the blood from coagulating. Um, I know. It's speculated that the aliens eat by absorbing this soup through their skin. <laughs> so here's some other fun conspiracies. Uh, Phil has opinions about everything from earthquakes to AIDS. So let's take a look. Uh, the federal <laughs> government has invented an earthquake device. He claims that there was no pulse wave in the Kobe earthquake in Japan or in the 1989 earthquake in San Francisco. So hmm. he's basically saying that the black budget programs are using Tesla devices for evil and um, that they can if they want to kind of like destroy the infrastructure of an enemy territory, say they could like happen to have an earthquake there. Shit. That's not um, good. Right. So AIDS was also invented by the national ordinance lab in Chicago in 1972 as a biological weapon to be used against the people of the U S sure. um, according to the office of strategic services, which was a precursor to the CIA scientists use glandular excretions of animals, humans, and alien humanoids to create the virus. Oh boy. Yeah, he talks about that, too. So let's move on to his strange death. Um, Phil claims to have had many attempts on his life once he began speaking out about his experiences. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. In one such incident, he um, the nuts had been removed from the front tire of his car. Sure. So that was kind of strange. Uh, he often stated, stated privately and during lectures, they have it, like, on video recordings and recorded interviews, he would say if he ever, quote, committed suicide, that he was murdered. Um, you know how, like, you know, a battered woman says, if mm -hmm. anything happens to me, it was my husband. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, so up. he, so he claims that 11 of his friends in the community, in the UFO community had been murdered over tw the course of 22 years, eight of which were concluded suicides. Jesus. Um, and I think one of them was that, well, now I don't know if Benowitz is dead, but I feel like they really fucked his life by like throwing him into a hospital. Um, oh, yeah. You know, telling people it was crazy. So Phil's brother, George, was actually a, a sheriff in um, near Portland, Oregon, where he lived. And he could have easily pushed for a more thorough investigation than he got. Mm -hmm. But instead, he wrote a letter to Cynthia, his late wife, um, Phil's late wife. Or no. Yeah. Cynthia. She's not dead. She's his ex-wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, to drop to just drop the situation and it just accept his death. So Cynthia also described a Thanksgiving conversation prior to Phil's death where Phil brought up George's involvement, George's his brother, in Area 50 as an Area 51 test pilot. And Cynthia states, George told Philip that he better stop talking about such things or he would end up dead. Really, that's what he said. And, you know, this guy is like a sheriff. He worked at Area 51. I feel like he is, like, aware that this is happening and Phil's speaking out. So Phil died on January 17th, 1986, reportedly strangled by a catheter found wrapped around his neck, which was ruled a suicide. 
He was involved with a Bible study group and was discovered when another member of the group went to his apartment in Portland and he wasn't answering the door, even though his car was in the driveway. So, you know, he knew he was home. Um, According to his ex, Cynthia, he had been dead about a week before his body was discovered. I know his body was found in an unusual position. His head was like resting in the seat of his wheelchair and his body was like laying underneath the adjustable bed that he had with blood on the floor but nowhere on the wheelchair police detective randy harris was the first on the scene and he determined and seemingly only uh and he determined there was no sign of a struggle so he probably died of a stroke due to his like poor health the blood being from a Mm. resulting brain hemorrhage um, Blaine Schmier was a friend of Phil's and he was his emergency contact that he had given to his landlord. So upon arriving at the scene, Brian, um, thought that the position of his body was really strange, but the detective disagreed and just sent the body to the funeral home stating that it was a suicide. <laughs> this is actually illegal. I hate it's that. It's literally required for either a coroner or a medical examiner to be present when you're removing a body from a private residence. Um, so that was not allowed. So why did this happen? Um, <laughs> it was not allowed. When Cynthia asked to see his body, the funeral director suggested otherwise due to the decomposition. The funeral director actually was from a different county and he seemed like really legitimate. He was like, you know, she kind of called him and like described this whole thing to him. She wanted to confirm that he hadn't died under unnatural causes. Um, and as he had recently been touring the country, giving talks about government cover-ups. So, you know, she kind of thought that like, there was something suspicious about this. And so the funeral director was like, you know, his body is like really rough shape. He's been dead for like a week. Like you probably don't want to see or smell this. Um, but because she said it was like yeah. fishy, the funeral director actually, actually like went to his body and was, and like noticed right away um, that like, his there was something around his neck so what they're saying is that in the heat of his apartment his body had become like really bloated and so his friend brian who showed up at the scene didn't notice this around his neck but when they got him to the cooler at the funeral home his body had kind of like shrank back to its normal size and that's when they were able to see this catheter wrapped and tied around his neck so the clackmans county detectives contacted cynthia the following day to tell her that the funeral director had found something wrapped around his neck and so an autopsy was was performed um finally yeah by this dumb bitch dr karen gunson (laughs) she was by this dumb (laughs) the multnomah county medical examiner's office and she determined that Philip had commuted, committed yeah, suicide by wrapping a rubber catheter hose three times around his neck and half knotting it in front, just like strangling himself. Um, Cynthia claimed okay. it was. As, I mean, it's not unheard of. I mean, it's nearly impossible without the weight of your own body. Like, you know what I mean? Like hanging yourself is different yeah. than like strangling yourself. I don't know. Anyway, Cynthia, yeah. uh, Cynthia claimed it was as if the medical examiner's report wasn't even about Phil's body. And she noted the following inconsistencies. Dr. Gunson made no mention of Phil's plastic sternum, the metal plate in his head, his trichotomy, or the fact that his right lung had been removed. These were things that had happened in past surgeries, you know, because he was like a pretty... He's got a lot of work yes, done. Yes, he has. And typically they will note all of those things in an autopsy. Like okay. any any like foreign objects that are in your body or any inconsistencies, things that are not like typical. Um, None of these things were mentioned. Uh, This is like really sad. So his genitalia were described as unremarkable. (laughs) Oh, that's disappointing. Cynthia noted 
and that his penis was very remarkable. She says that it had been all of a sliced down the bottom from the tip to back like a hot dog bun due to massive injuries and an infection from his time as a construction engineer in Vietnam. So apparently his dick had some serious mutations and that was just another thing that she glossed over and said that it was unremarkable. So basically Cynthia's like, did you even look at his unremarkable body? You didn't mention any of these things. Um, So when Cynthia went to his apartment, she found all of his lecture materials, alien medals, UFO photographs, and notes on the alien agenda were all missing, but valuables, including his wallet, cash, and mineral collection, had all been left untouched. So no police investigation Hmm. took place about the missing items, and the medical examiner took blood and urine samples found at the scene, but never analyzed them, stating that the county would not waste their money on a suicide. Dr. Gunson told Cynthia that it would cost $2,000 to have the samples tested at an independent lab. So she would keep the samples for a year in case Cynthia ever wanted to go back and get them tested. It took Cynthia, mm. as a single mother, 11 months to get the money that um, and request a test. But the samples went mysteriously missing and were presumed to be oh destroyed, is what Dr. Gunson told her. Due to the fact that she was a single mother, cremation was all that she could afford, but she had felt comfortable with her decision due to the assumption that they had kept these samples. The thing is, they said that there was, like, no blood on his body. Like, it, there was no, like, clear sign of where the blood was coming from. The um, detective that showed, or the cop that showed up, just assumed that it was from, like, hemorrhaging and it was just, like, coming out of his mouth. But, like, there was never actually any, like like a wound or like an area on his body that there was blood. There was just a puddle of blood near his wheelchair. So it wouldn't, didn't even necessarily have to be his. Yeah. (laughs) But they never fucking tested it. Of course not. Um, So according to medical experts, this type of self-strangulation is actually kind of physically impossible. Um, In the weeks leading to his death, his housekeeper noted that he had become increasingly weak and often tied his hands to his bed at night to keep them from moving. I feel like it was kind of like a restless leg syndrome. You know how like people with Parkinson's kind of shake, you know, I feel like that kind of thing is what it was. So according to Cynthia's testimony, I'm just going to read you this little blurb. So Cynthia writes, Philip had missing fingers on his left hand and limited motion in his shoulders. I believe that it was physically impossible for Philip to have held the rubber hose in his left hand with missing fingers and then wrap the hose three times with his shoulders with limited motion. In order to end up where his body was, he had to sit on the edge of his bed, wrap the hose around his neck, slowly and painfully strangle to death, and fall in headfirst into a wheelchair. Philip was an expert in chemicals and his own medical needs. He had multiple pills at hand that could have ended his life quickly and painlessly. Right. He also had a 9mm shotgun that he had borrowed to protect himself. Why strangle himself in such an unusual manner? Philip was also undergoing, she, she stated that, she continues, <laughs> Philip was undergoing injections of beta serone every week in an experiment to stop his multiple sclerosis. Mm. After his death, I contacted the only agency that conducted these experiments to obtain his medical records. Um, it's OHSU. I don't know what that would stand for. I'm sure it's like the name of the hospital. I don't know. <laughs> um, they had never they had never heard of him they had no record of him being there and he was not a part of their experiments this would suggest people unknown were injecting him on a weekly basis with an unknown substance he oftentimes called me after these shots to tell me that he was too sick for his daughter to come visit mm-hmm. i believe that the shots that philip were being was being given 
that were being given to him to help him back to health were actually being given to him to make him weak and sicker. Um, I mean, it is really fucking crazy that, like, he's telling her that, you know, oh, it's like a new type of, you know, medical treatment. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, because, like, my old manager had MS, and it is, like, painful. It's, it's I mean, you have, like, good days and bad days, but, like, it is, like, constant body ache. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, he's probably doing anything he can to, like, try to feel better it's just so crazy that she would call the hospital to try to get like medical records on him. And we have no record of him even being there and being a part of this experiment. Um, so it's like, who the fuck was meeting him there and doing this? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, what the fuck? Um, Cynthia also stated how happy he was reaching out to others with similar interests during his lectures and that he had booked a lecture tour beginning January 16th of that year, starting in Florida. He was also working on a book about the new world order with a friend and enjoyed spending time with their daughter. Um, these are like not really attributes of someone on the verge of suicide. Right. You know what I mean? Even though he's like terminally ill, he's still, you know, interested in UFOs and aliens and you know kind of exposing this whole thing like he still has like things that he's passionate about um it's also let's see so actually that's all i really have about his death um it's super fishy but unfortunately there are a lot of like naysayers with conflicting information Mm -hmm. uh one of them being wikipedia (laughs) so Wikipedia says that Phil was involved in the Patriot movement. It's just literally one sentence. There's no page for Phil on Wikipedia. It's just like there's one page called like UFO contactees or something. And he has like a sentence in this Wikipedia page. And it says that he was involved in the Patriot movement. So I looked into the Patriot movement. It began in 1994 in response to violent government repression of dissenting groups along with gun control, thanks to Bill Clinton. A cohort of non-unified conservative nationalist political movements, far-right armed militias, sovereign citizens, and tax protesters. Um, They're really into, like, anti-government conspiracies, believing that the government has been infiltrated and subverted and is no longer legitimate. They were particularly stirred in the early 90s due to events like Ruby, the Ruby Ridge siege, Waco, and the Oklahoma bombing, you know, people trying to take our mm. guns. <laughs> um, they generally hate Obama and immigrants, love guns and QAnon. One of their followers murdered Dr. George Tiller, who was one of the last abortion physicians in Kansas. Um, what I'm saying here, what I'm getting at is that he was like a fucking right-wing nut. Um but I really don't know. Like I said, it doesn't say anything. He doesn't mention the Patriot movement. He does talk a lot about like how he loves his country, um, which is why he thinks that the citizens deserve to know what's going on in it. I mean, um, that part's a good thing. <laughs> I agree. And the thing is, I feel like in 96, it was a hell of a lot different than mm-hmm. it is now. You know what I mean? I feel like it wasn't quite as extreme um after obama got elected i feel like that's when it really went off the rails but um you know he died before obama was even elected um there's also one wordpress website that claims to have a statement from someone named g clinton okay um that's it i couldn't find any other information (laughs) about this person um they're claiming to be schneider's roommate from 1977 to 1980 which is when he claims this holy dual say war thing happened so g clinton claims that phil is a delusional liar who told him he lost his fingers working as a lineman in oregon clinton said that one day phil came 
came to him while he was in the common area with blood all over his shirt, stating that he'd been shot. Then he later changed his story, saying that he was hit by a car. So Clinton drove him to the hospital. And when they were there, the doctors came to Clinton to try to see if he could convince Phil to stay at the hospital for a psyche evaluation. And they said it was because they thought that this was like a self-inflicted wound, Mm. but Phil refused. So basically he's saying that is what happened to his fingers. They weren't burnt off by a ray gun and his, his chest wasn't blown open by alien ray guns. It was, you know, this, I don't know, fucking self-inflicted accident. But I mean, I just feel like, I have no idea who this person is. It was like one fucking website. I don't even know his first name, just G mm-hmm. Clinton. So who the fuck knows? I mean, I just, I feel like they're, of course, Reddit is like all naysayers. They're all like, this guy's full of shit. This is all conspiracy, da, 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 da. And I mean, of course, like, I, I agree, but there is no question that his death was very fishy. Yeah. Like, I, I also just feel like, Okay, so I understand if I'm I'm done by the way, so we can just okay. discuss this. Um, but like, okay, so as a person, think of it both ways. Consider he had not experienced this, and he was just like a regular dude, you know, like or I guess a liar. Um, like he was living a normal life, studying geology sure. or whatever minerals and agates. What the fuck? Yes, what the fuck would be the perk? of coming out with all of this information. I guess he could make money off of, you know, book deals and interviews and that kind of thing and his, like, lecture tour. But I also feel like he knew that he was in danger because yeah. he would constantly say, you know, if anything happens to me, it, it wasn't a suicide. I would never kill myself. I love my daughter. You know, I, I have so many things that I'm interested in. I just, you know, want to expose this to the people. And I feel like if he knew that his life was so in danger and he was like fearful, why would he continue expressing these things? If it wasn't true, you know? So unless he was just a nut. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he really just was fucking paranoid or something like, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to find the perks because you have so many people just talking mad shit about you. But I mean, you also have to think this is the early nineties. It's not like there were like a ton of message boards or social media or, you know what I mean? Like these lectures were just given to like small groups at, you know, conference halls or hotel conference rooms or whatever. Like it, it wasn't like, you know, we had a YouTube channel or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm up in the air about him. I feel like there are so many people who say that he's full of shit and, you know, he's just a liar and he's crazy and he's paranoid. But on the other hand, there are like several other people, like the people that you talked about who do confirm that this is a real place, you mm-hmm. know, and that this actually happened. He's not the only one that talks about the Dulce Wars, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's full of shit? I really don't know. I mean, I've met a lot of kooky fucking people who have like, they're just like fucking they lie all the goddamn time and it's like for why like i don't understand right right. but the thing about his death is really what kind of keeps me on his side i guess like believing him i agree i agree completely um 
like I just I feel bad for his family like it seems like they just totally kept her in the dark like even his brother was just like let it go you're not gonna get any answers you know what I mean like yeah so I mean it's it's crazy and it's really sad and it does sound a lot like what happened with Andrew Bashigo. I cannot believe he is still alive pushing all this bullshit um but it's an interesting story, that's for sure. Did you learn something? I did. I learned a lot about <laughs> I uh just more information about these alien conspiracies because I feel like they're they're all very similar and they're all kind of connected. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. So like my thing is like, yeah, they're all the same, but like they kind of just make the story more interesting the more you learn. I agree. And yeah, like you were saying, like the fact that they are all kind of connected and these people are all kind of the same people involved or the same like, you know, military clearance type of people that are involved in these different stories. Like, I feel like Phil Schneider's story is somehow a little bit more believable than Andrew Bashiko's story, just because it all takes place on Earth. He's not talking about, you know, how he was traveling interplanetarily or, you know what I mean, or traveling through time. It was like, oh, shit, like, there's just aliens on the planet, which I think a lot of people already believe. Yeah. You know? Well, I I mean, my thing about Bashigo was that he had that whole affidavit. Like, he... Yes. Yeah. And, like, I mean, what's the guy's name? Benowitz or whatever, the other guy that I was talking about, and mm-hmm. how he ended up, like, in a psych ward and everything. It's, like, like guys like um, Bashigo and Schneider, they're, they're very, like, of fact and like this is the thing and this is what happened and you know they're they're so like credible I guess right so it's hard to argue with them about what did or didn't happen right I agree um I don't know it's really crazy um it is very interesting I feel like I found so many more things that I want to learn <laughs> about reading about this you know yeah um speaking Um, of which what would you like to do next week well i mean i picked this week do you want to pick next week i don't know (laughs) i mean i have the whole list if did you look at it at all do you no i haven't Um, i mean i did like when you first sent it to me but i haven't looked at it since there's a lot there's a lot on it um so do you let's not do something alien related next week just because we did it this week um ooh, the ark of covenant that could be good that could be good maybe we should just do that one is that okay with you yeah what uh let me know like what kind of stuff you're looking up and then um i'll look up something different (laughs) okay um dude yeah literally just starting with the a's sounds good <laughs> let's go in alphabetical order the abcs of conspiracies oh, perfect it could be like american horror story a whole 26 letter saga <laughs> how many letters are in the alphabet is 26 yeah. right yep <laughs> I, I always forget 24 26 x and y don't really count they don't count that's sad <laughs> i'm just kidding anyway all right. Well, the Ark of the Covenant could be definitely interesting. Also, could be somewhat alien related. Oh, that's true. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like that. Yep. I know. I have some interesting theories on here. Big Pharma. That's just going to be a oh, sad God, one. I'm going to kill myself. Uh, no. Between the Pharma Bro case and the opioid addictions. Um, what a fucking nightmare. Climate change is another fun one because, you know, they talk about HARP which, and, like, climate control. Mm-hmm. Um 
I have so many good ones on here. Crop circles. <laughs> Colts. <laughs> Crop circles. <laughs> Ooh, another favorite, unexplained disappearances. Oh, those are There's a whole good. Wikipedia page on those. And it's just like, but, ah, what happened to them? I hate it. It's like unsolved mysteries. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> what if the answer isn't like super great? It's just kind of like mundane and boring. And I think a lot of them are. Did you ever listen to the podcast Up and Vanished? Yes. Yeah. I think there's yeah, like the two very, seasons of it. The first one was like about a little boy who they were on like a fishing mm-hmm. trip and then they turn around and he's just fucking gone and they haven't seen him in like 40 plus years. Yes. Not a fucking trace. Not a clue. Yes. And that's so The other one. I know. And the other one was about a girl who disappeared in Colorado. She was in... Um, she was at like a kind of like a party in the woods. It was like a bonfire kind of party, you know, Mm -hmm. and Colorado has like a lot of like local wildlife. I feel like mountain lions and bears and shit, you know, and so apparently she, she was kind of like involved with some shady people and, um, so some people speculate that they had like kidnapped and murdered her or something, but other people think that maybe she just wandered off and was attacked by a mountain lion. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> we don't know. Right. I mean, um, it, and like a lot of people, they argue like, I just listened to, <laughs> of course, you're wrong about, um, mm-hmm. the dingo got my baby. And, <laughs> oh my God, Taryn, it's so sad. It's just I like, listened to the, my favorite murder about that one. Well, it's like fucking clearly... I mean, like, I don't know. Clearly a dingo ate the baby. It wasn't a yes, fucking murder. Yes, Right. <sighs> it's um, just heartbreaking. Dude, it, it really is. And it's crazy because, like, it really does happen. Like, who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, sad. God. Ugh, the Kushner family. Do you I don't even want to how- think about it. <laughs> oh, my God. That could be a good one, like, once they're out. Yeah. Um. Because, like, his dad is apparently still in jail, like, today. Fuck. <laughs> He's just, like, a shady, like, money laundering piece of shit. Yeah. Um, Bob Lazar is also another very similar one along the vein of, um, like, Andrew Bashigo. And I think him and Phil were kind of, like, well, so Bob Lazar was more, like, Area 51. Okay. Um, did you watch this documentary on Netflix? No. He found, like, the rare alien element or whatever, and people claim that he, like, stole some of it from Area 51 and got it out of the facility. Yeah. Sure. I wanted to Um, watch the documentary or the mockumentary. I'm not sure which one it is. um, About (laughs) um, Snowden. Oh, yes. But Ari was Um, like, what do you want to watch? And I was like, can we watch this? And he's like, um no and I was like okay that's fine it's not your thing <laughs> I understand yes um I don't think I watched a documentary but I did listen to like a five hour long fucking interview with Joe Rogan oh god he did with Edward Snowden yes and I mean that guy just talks I know. and t- he is so fucking long-winded I don't know if you listen to Edward Snowden talk but like he's very he has like a very calm like matter-of-fact voice um but he just drones on and oh, on <laughs> Like, and a lot of it is about like technological shit that I don't understand. I'm like, can we get to like the meat and potatoes here? Like, what right. the fuck are you even talking about right now? Yeah, tell me about um, government conspiracies. <laughs> right, right. Get to good stuff. Oh, I do want to do an episode on QAnon for sure. That's another good one. Okay. Um, we've got a lot of material you... to cover. 
I do. I know. Um, but I feel like looking back on it, it's like crazy because I can like always refer back to episodes that we've done. I feel like we've already researched so mm-hmm. much. It's insane how much we still have to research. Spontaneous combustion. Fuck yes. <laughs> oh, I'm super into that one. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I've I've watched like specials on that. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, that really. I know me. nothing about it. That's super interesting to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Do you know anything about uh, Gregory Rasputin? Like from Anastasia? 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 I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no. Is that he was, he, he was like a crazy sorcerer. Yeah. It's, um, it's, did you ever watch the movie Anastasia? No. He's part of that? Yeah. No. Yes. What? Okay. Hang on. Taren, and isn't there a song been. about him? Uh, rah, rah, Rasputin. Love yes. Love Russian queen. <laughs> you like it okay so apparently <laughs> he was supposed to be played by leonardo dicaprio in an upcoming movie what? but i but i don't know if it actually got like the go-ahead okay they were talking about and i really like he was apparently like a mystic and i feel right. like he would be like a really interesting person to do an episode on because he would like apparently like kind of he was like apparently like a smelly like non-hygienic like weird looking dude but he would kind of like tantalize and enthrall all of the people of the community and like put them under his spell even though he was like gross yeah (laughs) yeah so i don't know he was like a self-proclaimed holy man well i mean okay so the whole anastasia thing yeah um i don't really know how much involvement he had in her life or her family's life because she was like part of a royal family um can y'all hush please (laughs) (laughs) anyway um but he's like he plays the villain in in the cartoon like he's he's actually like magic and shit and he's got like a little talking Mm. bat friend i don't know it's interesting um but Anastasia and, and the Romanovs could be an interesting one to do, too. Um, yeah. Maybe we could make that, like, a two-part thing where we talk about the um, murder of the Romanovs and the conspiracy about Anastasia, which I'm pretty sure she just died with her family. I don't know why there was, like, a whole conspiracy around it. Um, and then we Didn't could they do talk any... about Rasputin. Didn't... There was a coup. They do a... Um... Uh, you're wrong about about Anastasia? Yeah. And my favorite murder. I didn't I didn't listen to that one. It was good. I need They're to good. though. Now <laughs> I am powering through all of the OJ episodes. Yes. Oh, OJ. <laughs> There's so many. Oh my god, I so know. So much so much to know about OJ and the trial. Have you listened to them? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I have not listened. I'm glad you have listened to every one of them. I love those too. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh the oj one jesus i'm now learning about the defense lawyer or marcia clark whatever no yep is it marcia clark isn't that her name i believe so um (laughs) dude um okay i know we have to get going but i do want to (laughs) tell you the bald and the beautiful you know the drag queens (laughs) they had me fucking dying today when they were talking about one of them was talking about going on a date 
and being stood up and he was like you know I got in my drag I got my hair done I got my wig on my face is on he's like just sitting at home at three in the morning smoking a cigarette by myself he's like you were like a cake left out in the rain dying i don't know why <laughs> it just like the image of like a drag queen like sitting sadly in the- <laughs> <laughs> that is sad it's like a being stood Aww. up by their grinder date That's i was fucked. just like oh my god trixie, trixie. <laughs> sorry i opened my podcast and that was the first thing i saw were their <laughs> fucking clown faces so i just had to mention the bald and oh the they beautiful. are funny Yes, they are. Anyway, all right. We'll do Ark of the Covenant next week. That'll be a fun right, one. Sounds good. This was good. This was a good one. All right. I agree. I agree. Conspiracy Sisters Unite. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.